2: Good morning and welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here on this Friday, November 18th. It means the world to us.
3: It means the world to us.
2: Listen, my voice is starting to clear up. I'm still a little bit nasally.
3: No, you sound beautiful.
2: I, I sound, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm like 80% maybe. I started a new medication yesterday because I talked to my doc. doctor. And is I this said,
3: why you're dressed up? Because you look gorgeous, by jeans. the way.
2: I think I wore jeans. No, to this work.
3: top is doing everything you wanted it to do. You're pulling really? colors. You're pulling style. Wait, what? And now I'm going to start dressing up for work. Or this- at least putting on a bra. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, no, don't get too crazy. <laughs> this, okay, this shirt, you're hyping me up. And I love you so much. This shirt I've had for at least... 10 years? I'm
3: obsessed. 12 years? I love I think the I colors. Had when
2: I met my husband, and I've been with him for 10 years. And the jacket I wore in, I think I bought in about 2000, 2001. And I got it at Guess back in Ohio when I lived there.
3: You know what, though? One thing about Guess, those clothes are going to last, baby. Yes. You spend the money. Yes. Did you get your boots?
2: The, no, oh. Did you get your boots? I got my boots, you guys.
3: And how do you feel? I spent. Splendid? Gorgeous? Too beautiful? much money.
2: On these no, black we're not leather, doing but, that. But I'm so, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's how the universe works, though. I said, do I deserve these? Should I splurge and get myself this thing that I've wanted for years, these pair of boots? And I was like, I don't know. I see my friends have them. I'm like, I love them. I look, they look so good every time I see them. And then I'm like, but then my husband and you both told me and Vanessa were all like, just go get the boots. You're not going to yeah. take your money with you when you die. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have other things I could be responsible with, blah, 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 blah. Right? I have no problem spending all the money in the world on, like, Friendsgiving. Yeah. I'm buying things left and right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spend it on everybody all day long. But spending spend it on myself is kind of hard sometimes. As you see by this Normal. 15-year-old shirt and 20-year-old jacket I'm wearing.
3: Yeah, but clearly you're buying good stuff because it's lasting. It's
2: lasting. And these will last forever, which is what Vanessa said to me well, yesterday. While we're doing news
3: on the beat, I want you to pull up the boots. I still haven't even seen the boots. So, okay,
2: so I did buy them. And here's how the universe works. I was like, am I okay to get these? I buy them. And the guy goes, oh... You get a $300 gift card for purchasing these today. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, dang. Okay. So that's like 300 bucks. Yes. Bloomingdale's. I was like, great. And I went to multiple stores first and Bloomingdale's was my last. And thank God the universe didn't let me get them anywhere else because I wouldn't have gotten that deal.
3: Iconic. Yeah, and
2: then I wake up this morning and I was like, literally the like about the amount of money I paid for these things is about how much money I made when I did this Instagram for Adam Schiff a couple weeks ago. I wake up this morning, and I got an email at, like, 5 a.m., and Adam Schiff's people reached out and said, we loved it so much, we want you to do another one. And I was like, oh, my God, that pays for the boots.
3: Oh, my God, I love it. I did
2: something for myself.
3: Yes. And it paid off right away,
2: and I'm really happy. And I can't
3: Amen. Wait. I'm wearing
2: them to the We're Here premiere tonight, HBO Max, I think season three yeah. or four, I can't remember, with Shangela and Eureka. Um, so and, exciting, yeah, honey. Super, super exciting. So I'll show you, um, but we should do news on the beat because, okay. you know, we have jobs. All right, baby. Got to pay for the boots.
3: You got it. All right. 12 Republicans joined Senate Democrats in voting to advance the law, which would repeal the Defense of Marriage Act and require all states to recognize same-sex and interracial marriages performed in other states. It now will be debated and possibly amended by the full Senate. Lawmakers and LGBTQ advocates shared the landmark bipartisan vote. Love is love, and Americans should have the right to marry the person they love, President Joe Biden said in a statement. Today's bipartisan vote brings the United States one step closer to protecting that right in law.
2: Thank God.
3: Thank God.
2: Or thank Biden. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Okay. Fine. Whoever. Tomato, tomato. Uh, In other news, Boston's Children's Hospital was the target of another bomb threat, the third since August. The hospital serves transgender youth and has been the subject of a right-wing harassment campaign this past year. This morning, the hospital was again the target of a bomb threat. The Harvard-affiliated medical center said in a statement, Boston Children is committed to ensuring the hospital is a safe and secure place for all who work here and come here. The previous two bomb threats were directed at the hospital's Gender Multi-Specialty Service Program, the first pediatric and adolescent transgender health program in the country. After staff and patients were evacuated Wednesday, Police determined the latest threat to be a hoax. This
2: is wild.
3: I just want people to understand that they're bomb—they're threatening bombing a children's hospital.
2: Children's hospital.
3: Mm-hmm. But this, and we're okay with this. This is
2: the conservative movement. This is what they're about right now. I'm going to tell you, like, these religious they should be fanatics... They so ashamed of themselves. Religious fanatics are a whole... D- and you and I can talk about this off air, but I had a conversation with my mom last night regarding my sister, like a recent update. Yeah. That was just so heartbreaking and this gives me it's so discouraging the way that people think
3: yeah especially when it comes to religion i'm leading with
2: love i'm following the bible i'm like oh my god, so awkward so 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 wrong yeah just so wrong just love people
3: yep absolutely bomb
2: children's hospitals because you don't agree with what the doctors are doing that sounds insane or or not even what they're doing what you think they're doing they think they're like doing these they call hack jobs what marjorie taylor green calls them on trans children Ain't, ain't no kid out here getting surgeries they're getting therapies yeah it's very different
3: yep yeah Mm. all right let's get into weather 46 in dc 35 in cleveland 48 in dallas 63 in vegas 63 in san francisco and 75 in palm springs now give us a vibe of the day
2: one day or day one you decide
3: okay i love it get to it
2: how about this this will put you in a great mood then go off i know how much you love men Just men in general. Mm. Big fan. Big fan. Well, there's a new dating show, a gay dating show, that pits daddies against himbos.
3: What are himbos? Himbos, bimbos, wait.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There it is. It's dumb, hot men.
3: Oh my God, I love it.
2: Also known as the entirety of West Hollywood. Yeah, no Tito no shade. All of them. There are some dumb, really good-looking men in the West Hollywood. I see them all the time at Equinox. Um, but this is really interesting. Um, it's airing in Canada on Out TV, and they announced for the love of Dilfs is what it's called.
3: Okay. <laughs> I love it. I can't.
2: It says it's a, a reality dating competition that queers up the heteronormative search for love. We're usually served up on these types of shows. Um, and the show will bring together two groups of men separated into the categories of daddies and himbos as they try to find love with one another and compete in some way to win $10,000.
3: Okay. Himbo. Himbo. Wait, first of all, I love the term himbo. Bimbo. Mm-hmm. It's it, brilliant.
2: You know who's hosting the show?
3: Who? stormy
2: daniels remember that
3: name no she accused
2: donald trump of like of, of, of like rape or something back in the day no
3: no she said that he hired, oh, he hired her. her that's
2: what it was that's and what it then was. she
3: like dragged him in his manhood and he was so mad about it
2: oh, she was the one that was paid one hundred and sixty thousand dollars to stay quiet or something she had that crazy attorney, the bald guy. Yeah, That was a wild time. And then time. they were,
3: like, in a relationship, but we didn't know if they were in a relationship. Yeah,
2: this is iconic.
3: Stormy Daniels is wild, and uh, so is our community for accepting this behavior. Just in case you're <laughs>
2: curious, her real name is Stephanie Clifford.
3: Rich gets Stormy Daniels? <laughs> I don't know! Okay, was this cool. she Stormy before Kylie's daughter Stormy, or was she the original Stormy? And it, that's a real question. That's a
2: real, or, yeah, or Storm from... X-Men.
3: Oh, okay. Halle Berry did it. I mean, yeah. who knows?
2: Um, It's interesting because gay dating shows are tricky. What this sounds like, daddies versus himbos, it sounds like the daddies are the solid options and the himbos are kind of like bimbos, right? Yeah. It's similar to this show I watch on HBO Max I'm obsessed with. You were with me when we ran into a couple of the, the <gasps> castings yes. last year. Uh, F-Boy Island. And the girls have to decide. They have to figure out if they're trying to date these guys who are F boys. You can figure out what that stands for. Uh Uh-huh. Or if they're good guys. And then if the F boys get them in a relationship, they have the option to steal the money at the end and walk away with the money. Yeah. The good guys split the money with the girls. This sounds like that. Because the dating scene in, like, queer reality has not really been that great. There was a show years ago. God, what was it called? You remember the show where the guy was on and he had his best girlfriend with him, and they had to pick between 25 guys, and half of them were gay and half of them were straight, but he didn't know who was gay and straight? I forget what that show was called. No. Years ago, I watched it, I was obsessed with it, and it lasted for one season. It was just weird. It didn't really work. Yeah. It's hard because it feels, it felt like. Well, it,
3: I think it's weird to choose people if they're straight or gay based off like their personality. Like it kind of seems problematic.
2: It's problematic. And it's also, I feel like it is, it was very too stereotypical. Like it it it, it, it tapped into trauma. The trauma of being a queer man already and figuring yeah. out who to date and who not to date. That it's a reality we all go through. Every gay man you'll ever meet in your entire life has probably fallen in love at some point in time with a straight man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it hits a little too close to home. Did you find it, Vanessa? Yeah.
3: It's called Playing It Straight. No, that wasn't it. Oh. No. Okay.
2: That's another one? What was that on? Uh. This one was like 15 years ago. This was a long... It was kind of ahead of its time.
3: Oh, 15 years... was 2004.
2: Gosh. Playing It Straight. Who is the lead guy? Does it say? Um, I'm curious now. Who?
3: On Fox. This was on Fox. No. Brian Beacock.
2: Hmm. His name is Beacock.
3: Okay, that says everything you need to know. That's all
2: you need. Brian Beacock.
3: Brian Beacock playing it straight on on Fox.
2: Listen, I would watch this. Stormy Daniels it's fun.
3: I like Stormy. I'm happy that she's back in the news, not being a bad guy. And uh, this is very much OutTV's Philip Webb said, she has a long public history of standing up for the LGBTQ community. The allyship, star power, and relationship expertise makes her the perfect fit to helm a show about guys hunting for love. Did
2: you call it Alley? Ally ship.
3: Ally ship. Like, I read fast. Like
2: Allie, like our friend next door, Allie.
3: Allie and Klein. Yeah. <laughs> we got Allie's ship there. Don't
2: listen to them. <laughs> listen, fans of Taylor Swift are saying we are never ever getting back together. Never to Ticketmaster. They're mad what's popping.
3: Yes. Okay. Well, Taylor Swift, first of all, her tickets are like 49000 49, dollars I don't know. If you... Yeah.
2: I remember trying to see Adele in Vegas, and it was like $5,000 for the cheap tickets. We were like, wait, what?
3: Yeah, no. Someone was like, it was $49,000 for a certain pair of tickets. And they were like, that's what you get for dating a Kennedy. You're like oblivious to money. And I was like, that's insane. But Swifties are beside themselves after Ticketmaster abruptly canceled ticket sales for the general public to see Taylor Swift. Due to extraordinarily high demands on ticketing systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet that demand, tomorrow's public on sale for Taylor Swift, the ERA's tour has been canceled. That seems so strange to me.
2: Well, I think they expected like one to two million people to get tickets early and they had 14 million requests. People were online for hours and hours and hours. Is that
3: the most unbelievable thing you've ever heard? 14 million people. Because here's
2: the thing. Here's the thing. Wow. We think, and this is probably because we're a certain age, we think that Beyonce and Lady Gaga and Adele are the biggest names in the game. Not even close. Taylor Swift is bigger than everybody, like combined. Her fans are fanatics.
3: Well, they're really upset with her right now, though. And they're saying, please say something. This is devastating to the people who have loved and supported you for over a decade and came out of this with nothing. Please say anything. Another fan said this tour is called the Taylor Swift Era's Tour. It's under her name. She needs to say something about this. I will say, though, what do you want her to say?
2: I know. That's the thing. Her fans are wild. They're like, Taylor, do something but I like I think that okay. she
3: really was like, I'm going to go on tour and I'm going to meet my fans. And she put out a supply and do they not, literally. Yeah. Do
2: they not know how it works? She's not like sitting at a computer like accepting requests for like tickets. Like, but
3: also, she just, probably did not anticipate shutting no. Ticketmaster down. Like, I wouldn't have expected that. Well,
2: part of the problem is Ticketmaster sort of has a monopoly, right? It's the place you get your tickets. And it, but most people, like myself, I've gone to a few concerts and Broadway shows this year, and I end up getting them on like SeatGeek, or like one of the other, one of the, like Vivid tickets, or one of the other ones. And the problem is, these other companies buy up all these tickets on Ticketmaster, so individuals can't buy them, then they jack the prices up. So when I was mentioning the Adele uh, residency in Vegas, tickets were like, I think the cheap ones might've been like 2,500 bucks, right? And we're like, that's insane. That's not her price. That's the uh, the resale price. So the initial price is like logical. Yeah. They're like this cheap tickets are 60 or 70 bucks. Then they go up to a few hundred and that's fine. But the, these big companies buy all the tickets and then resell them, jack the price way up and try to get, and they use robots to do it. Yeah. They have their computer system set up to just, oh, as soon as something goes for sale, they buy up as many as they can. Yeah. And they reset. It's, it's just wrong.
3: It's crazy. Well, listen, I wouldn't go after Taylor Swift quite yet. I think that she didn't mean oh. any harm. I think she's excited to see her fans. And, and kudos to her. I mean, this is amazing. 14 million people want to see one human being. It's a really big deal. Well, it's
2: in an era. That's interesting to even use that word because it's the era store. But it's in an era where, like, record sales aren't what they used to be. Everything's on Spotify, everything's streamed yeah. and out. And they've been still, waiting for her. She still sells records. Yep. She sells out. To, and it's and it's difficult now. I read an article recently. Dua Lipa was talking about this. She goes, I'm blessed, but unless you're at like this level or higher, even to tour anymore, people who are very no, successful, it's, so it's impossible.
3: It's impossible. Everything's
2: expensive, everything costs much more. Inflation's through the roof, yeah. travel costs, and all that. It's just too gas. much. Most people can't even afford. Do you say gas? Gas. Gas. Just gas.
3: Gas. True buses. Afford the gas.
2: Yeah, it, all true. Applies. So,
3: yeah. All right, coming up in our next hour, it's Trans Awareness Month. How to be an ally to the trans community. We'll have that discussion next.
1: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run
0: to the grocery store.
1: With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more. Game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. The morning beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon, Channel Q.
2: As we continue honoring Trans Awareness Month, how to be an ally to the trans community three hundred and sixty five days a year. We're having that conversation coming up in here in about ten minutes. Also, is there such a thing as offensive leggings? Well, I'll just answer yes. that question right now. Yeah, there are.
3: There is Michaela, such a thing. Michaela
2: Warm Tuesday.
3: You're just offended because my booty looks so delicious. You wear
2: these leggings that, that, that there's like a. This is the thing that girls do now. There's a seam that goes right up the butt, and and then it pulls like and it it, it looks amazing, but it also goes like multiple inches into the booty.
3: Well, as a gay guy, you wouldn't appreciate it. As lesbians, who see have seen, seen me at the gym.
2: I've seen gay they guys wear them. It.
3: <laughs> I will say the only leggings that I find offensive mm. are those stupid nude ones. Because I think that people are naked.
2: I, I, I've fallen for that. I, I think they're naked. I fell for it
3: the other day. This girl was walking her dog, and I thought she had no pants on. <laughs> and I was like, sis.
2: And you were like, Lisa. And then I was like,
3: oh, my God. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's me. I saw my reflection. <laughs> In a mirror.
2: Yeah.
4: I was walking past
2: a really clean car and saw myself. And, and I was like, oh, Michaela. Um, this is interesting. I I will say the only type of leggings I find offensive, well, I'll wait and I'll tell you. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because I am offended by another type of legging. Okay. So just remind me to not forget what I'm about to say okay. when we get to that conversation. Okay. And then in what's popping, Marin Morris.
3: I love Marin Morris.
2: She has uh, words for Candace Cameron Bure.
3: Listen,
2: I love her. She's Marin sa- Morris she's stands for again. our community.
3: Yes. She's got into fights with everybody. Everyone. And I love it. She's Thank like, you, listen, Maren.
2: I'm in the world of country music. I'm going to blow it up and turn it upside down.
3: And I appreciate that. She's you know. also only like five feet tall, which I like even more. Yes. She's a tiny girl. She's
2: little. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed her. She literally comes up to my waist. Yeah. I had to like bend over and be like, honey, hey, honey. Hey, honey. Congrats on your awards. How do you feel?
3: Mm-hmm. We love her. <laughs> it's
2: so cool. Uh, a great hour here on The Morning Beat, so stick around for all of it. Pour yourself another cup of coffee. We've still got three hours ahead of us before we head into the weekend. Amen. Ready for some news on The Beat?
3: I'm ready, baby. Uh, 12 Republican joined Senate Democrats in voting to advance the law which would repeal the Defense of Marriage Act and require all states to recognize same-sex and interracial marriages performed in other states. It now will be debated and possibly amended by the full Senate. Lawmakers and LGBTQ advocates cheered the landmark bipartisan vote. Love is love and Americans should have the right to marry the person they love, President Joe Biden said in a statement. Today's bipartisan vote brings the United States one step closer to protecting that right in law
2: interesting that, so 12 Republicans supported it, that still means there's 38 senators who said, because it's not just same-sex marriage, it's also interracial marriage. And you know who voted against it? Mitch McConnell, whose wife is Asian. So don't really quite understand the thought process on that. Um, But isn't it funny that we spend so much time of our lives just trying to get other humans to accept that we have the right to be happy and exist. Like, isn't that wild? Yeah. Oh, good for you. You voted again to tell us whether or not we're allowed to be happy. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of it.
3: Yeah. I'm I'm,
2: glad. This is good news. But like, why do we have to be like the focus forever? Yeah. Like our community. Why? Just let us be. You know let it be 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 let it be
3: let it be <laughs> all right now the news boston children's hospital was the target of another bomb threat the third since august the hospital serves transgender youth and has been the subject of a right-wing harassment campaign this past year this morning the hospital was again the target of a bomb threat the harvard affiliated medical center said in a statement boston children is committed to ensuring the hospital is a safe and secure place for all who work here and come here the previous two bomb threats were directed at the hospital's gender multi-specialty service program the first pediatric and adolescent transgender health program in the country after staff and patients were evacuated wednesday police determined the latest threat to be a hoax all right let's do uh, one more story house speaker nancy pelosi announced that she'll relinquish her leadership post after leading house democrats for two decades building a legacy as one of the most powerful and polarizing figures in american politics Pelosi, the first and only woman to serve as speaker, said that she would continue to serve in the House, giving the next generation the opportunity to lead the House Democrats, who will be in the minority next year, despite a better than expected midterm election performance.
2: Joe Biden asked her to stick around for two more. And she politely declined. Her husband yeah. was attacked with a hammer. Listen,
3: you couldn't tell me anything, Mm-mm. anything. Yeah. She needs to go and spend the the last of her years with her husband and enjoy each other.
2: She's not leaving the Congress. She's still a congresswoman.
3: But I'm saying yeah, she, but she's needs not, she, she needs all responsibility lightened yes, so that she can just be thousand, with her man. A
2: thousand percent. Um, it's interesting because she. There's a lot of speculation because she, Steny Hoyer, and Jim Clyburn uh, of South Carolina, I believe. Um, there's a lot of speculation that one of them would try to step up because Steny Hoyers wanted this job for 20 years. And they're all 80 to 82 years old, all mm-hmm. of them. They're all older. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they made a pact, the three of them, that none of them would seek positions of power within the Democratic Party in the next Congress, paving the way for an entire new generation. The, the, the article yesterday, I read said, octogenarians uh, uh, step aside for Gen Z to finally step up. And Hakeem Jeffries is, is, is expected to be the next Speaker of the House. I think he's like 52 years old and would be the first black man to ever lead uh one of the parties as speaker of the house so it's a yeah. big, it's a big deal.
3: Big deal. And she's
2: an icon. Like lover or hater. She did this job for 20 years. Yeah, she and did. And no woman has ever done it. And yeah. she did it longer than anybody's ever done it. Yeah. Any male too. So it's it's impressive.
3: All right, let's get into the 46 in DC, 35 in Cleveland, 48 in Dallas, 63 in Vegas, 63 in San Francisco and 75 in Palm Springs. Give us a vibe.
2: One day Or day one, you decide.
3: You decide. Why
2: put off till tomorrow what you can do today? Love it. Chase that dream. All right. So next week, Thanksgiving, you're going to get together with your your family. Maybe you're doing it this weekend. A lot of people have their Thanksgivings planned the weekend before or a Friendsgiving. Um, So you're going to be with people who maybe you don't see all the time, who might have differing points of view from you. Uh, But it's also Trans Awareness Month. Yes. And it's important that we always remember 365 days a year that we all deserve love and respect. Right. So how can you be a better ally and support our trans community specifically uh, when you're getting together uh, with your family and friends? What works for you?
3: Um, Here's what I think the best ally can do is just not talk. Mm. Just listen. Mm. Just hear someone's experience and make them feel seen and heard. Mm. You don't need to fix anything. You don't need to do anything. Just give a lending ear yeah and let them do what they need to do
2: yep i think a lot of times people feel like they need to step in like i'm so guilty of this i'm this is this is my trait to a flaw my heart my intentions are always good but when people bring like struggles to me historically i tend to try to fix them quickly and i learned through therapy that that is a that is a defense mechanism and it comes from trauma yeah trying to always like keep the family happy calm things down you don't want the you know the attention to turn to you, you don't wanna be attacked, so you try to like fix everything and you're a people pleaser, right? I have that quality, you have that quality sometimes and it's something we've both worked on a lot. What if though you're with your family and say your uncle whatever, Tony for you or Bill for me or whoever it may be, right? What if somebody makes an off-color joke or they make a transphobic comment? Then what do you do? Do you stay quiet then or do you speak up and you say something?
3: Yeah, you know, I think it's tough, but I think that communication is key everywhere. And Mm. just speaking kindly is also important. I have to see all of my family next week. And I'm not looking forward to it because we don't really get along. So I've really taken this week to just... Map out how I plan on dealing with off colored comments and there will be off colored comments, but I think that it'll just be something very simple as that makes me uncomfortable and I don't Mm -hmm. like that. And then whatever their response is really isn't my problem. And that's really what it is. Like Mm -hmm. I think we all very much take everything personally, especially when it comes to our families. Mm -hmm. And We have to just know that, like, their reaction has nothing to do with us. Yeah. When you tell somebody, "Uh, I'm sorry, that makes me uncomfortable. I'm not into it. The thing that they feel is embarrassed, shame, sometimes weird, funny, or defensive. Defensive. So they're going to respond that way. Defensive. But that's not my problem, babe.
2: Defensive is what I usually get in my family. Yeah. Because I can be defensive too. Because it feels like, oh, you don't, one, Either you're misunderstanding me and that's um, then I'm going to feel, you know, defensive or you do understand me completely. And I feel like an idiot. And my best way out of this is to try to get defensive. But that's what I'm saying. People
3: immediately get embarrassed or feel dumb Mm -hmm. or feel like lack of. Mm -hmm. So then they make you feel like that. But I think that's the best way to to do like family events.
2: Do you know how I got my family on board with a lot like my sexuality over the years? And, and, and thank God it worked. And this doesn't work for everybody, but sometimes it works more often than you think it does. Talk about it. Put it in their faces, not in a disrespectful way, but be like, "This is who I am. This exists. So you're going to respect." Here's an example. Many years ago, I was going home, and I was we always stayed with my mom and stepdad. That's where I grew up. It's my family. My mom got us in the custody, right? And my, but my father and stepmom also live in our hometown, like five minutes away. And we were going home, my ex Jimmy and I, and he's biracial. And my dad said, he always likes to invite us out for dinner. That's my dad's thing. Come out for dinner one night. I'll make you dinner. One time I I go to my dad every trip. Right. And I said, okay, cool. But Jimmy's going to be home with me. And he's like, then he called me back. He's like, we've been thinking about it. Do you think it'd be okay if you came out for dinner and maybe Jimmy just stayed with your parents or with your mom and stepdad while you came out? And I said, absolutely not, Dad. Absolutely not. And now some people would be like, okay. And then they would talk to their partner and say, listen, I know it's uncomfortable, but I want to do this alone. Absolutely, I never. I've never been that way. Yeah. I said, I said, Dad, love you. If you want to see me, he's going to be in your home. Now, this is probably the first time a person of color had ever been in my dad's home. It's definitely the first time he'd ever brought his, his son has ever brought a man home. This was many years ago, but but I had to lay that that that, that ground rule I'm like. I mean you either all of me or none of me right there's no compromise so I think sometimes we're so afraid of offending people that we minimize ourselves as queer people we minimize our like I I like to ask the question if I hear a joke my question in response to a transphobic joke or whatever the sexist joke whatever would be do you know do you have any trans friends do you know anybody Yeah. Do you know, because I remember this conversation came up a lot when it was like Muslims after 9-11, right? Like, do you know Muslim people? Because I have have a few Muslim friends, and they're fantastic.
3: Yeah, and also you just have to understand that people are ignorant. Yeah, but but that's where
2: I think asking the question, if you can do it in a a way that's not like you're an idiot, like, do you know any? Because we can talk about it, and then you open the conversation. Of
3: course, of course. I'm just saying... Also, on the other hand, not everything has to be a life lesson moment. It's not always your job to teach people. So if they're going to be ignorant, you can let them just be ignorant. My family most definitely is. Yeah, I've tried over the years, but it's also not my job to teach them. Like yeah. Maybe that's the higher road thing, but I don't care, babe. I had to learn myself. Yep. You can live in your weird world, too. I just, we're not going to allow that conversation yeah, to go down. that, wor-
2: that works for you, and this works you for me. you shut it down. Yeah, whatever it takes to not feel disrespected, yeah. you know, and just to feel like you can just get through it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Listen, we're all doing our best, and if you're headed into a situation with weird family, our hearts are with you, <laughs> yes. babe. We got your back.
2: Leggings. They're all the rage, but is there such a thing as offensive leggings? Go ahead and let's take a listen to this clip, and then we'll discuss.
4: Um, This is also a very private owned fitness center. It's all women. So the owner comes up to me and they say, Hey, listen, uh, we got to have a quick chat. And they said, Hey, we got to have a talk about your dress code. I'm like my dress code. And they continue to say, I'm really sorry we have to have this conversation, but um, apparently you're making a few women feel uncomfortable with the leggings that you wear. My initial reaction is confusion and shock. Um, And then it was more of like embarrassment. I almost felt like shame, even though I shouldn't. And I said, how am I making women feel uncomfortable here? This is supposed to be like a safe space for us. No judgment. And, you know, I wasn't wearing anything that was inappropriate. They're like, yeah, I don't know. There, you know, a few women, more than one came up to me and said that, uh, you know, the leggings that you wear are, you know, distracting and um, also offensive. I was like, offensive?
2: Okay, this is wild. Uh, this is an influencer who shared this on TikTok. Her name is Carrie Rose Schwartz. And as you heard at the very beginning of the video, she said this was a, an all-female gym. And and oftentimes, the worst culprits uh, when it comes to being judgmental are those who are just like us. Like, for me, it's gay men, gay white men in particular. Mm -hmm. But women sometimes can be really catty and really, like, uncomfortable with each other. Yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts, because you wear these tights. Literally, these they're called the TikTok tights.
3: The TikTok tights. They're a little bit
2: high-waisted. The booty looks fantastic. You wear them to work sometimes. Yeah. You wore them the other day, and I literally pinched your little tush because it looks so cute. Yeah. And then I said, does my butt look good, too? Because I wanted to make sure I was still
3: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. (laughs) I've dealt with this. I have... On purpose, a really big butt. I work it out three times a week. I love juicy booties. Not on
2: purpose. I love yes,
3: it. Yes, <laughs> I do. Like I uh, I'm a curvy woman mm-hmm. and I've really like embraced. I love it. Um and the leggings that I wear are the ones with the scrunch butt. They just make your booty look so big. But my booty's like out there. And I have had um Women look or snicker or comment as if like it's too much for them, mm. and it's really uh, it's really sad because, um, we're uh, because we're we should be on each other's team. We it's should your be on each body. It's side. your body. Yeah, and their leggings.
5: Yeah, I will
3: say the one thing is the nude leggings. Those. They throw me, off. throw me off. I had an orange pair. I had a light <laughs> orange pair. And I was in the gym and I was walking and I didn't realize me was me. And I saw myself in the mirror from far away. And I was like, does she have pants on? And then I was like, babe, it's you, you idiot.
5: You're you. <laughs> and I was like,
3: I probably shouldn't wear these though because it does look like I'm naked. I don't think it's offensive. I just... I had to double tape.
2: Well, yeah, I don't think it's, a f- I will say this. Sometimes they make me a little bit uncomfortable and I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty open, but I'm also kind of conservative in some ways. Like, I just kind of am. And not to the point where I would ever, like, stare, make a comment, make a judgment. I would never in a million years say, you can't wear those to the gym. That's weird. It's more a reflection of me and what I'm comfortable showing, I think. Really, it's like a mirror. And sometimes, because some of those, those tights. I see girls doing squats. Happened a couple weeks ago. I was literally a squat rack right next to me. And she had the ones that go right up. There. And I'm like, wow, we're like all up in there right now. Like, cause it's all, it's all there. Here we are. But also she looked great. I think I was just uncomfortable, which I think is also the case with these women. I think they can't differentiate between feeling uncomfortable because of their own bodies. And then like projecting that onto this poor girl who's just trying to work out at an all-female gym. Yeah. That's just weird. I, the type of, you know, the type of legging that offends me. I hate leggings that have like the tears all at the front, or holes all around them. Do you know which ones I'm talking about? Oh. Oh yeah. So there's leggings I see girls either sometimes they're that or they have this crisscross design where it's like skin exposed all the way down the leg, or they have holes all over the leggings. I've seen those and sometimes. No,
3: I haven't seen those. Yes,
2: yes. Have you been? I've seen them at Equinox. Do you know what I'm talking about?
3: With holes, I see those at the club.
2: Yeah. Okay. So yes, so I've seen girls working out in those, and those make me uncomfortable. Those make me nervous because I'm like. You're doing a lot of active movements at the gym and some of those holes are a little bit like high on the legs and I'm like I don't I I don't I feel like I might see something as, as my listen I'm very gay. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see any of it. I don't want to see it. it. Makes me yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah.
3: But is it offensive or it just makes you uncomfortable? No, it doesn't
2: offend me. Of
3: course that's what I'm like I think that's the I think that's where you differentiate things too like it, just because it makes you uncomfortable, yeah. not you personally. I'm saying, yeah, totally. Just because it makes you uncomfortable doesn't make it offensive. Yeah.
2: The like, way you eat a protein bar with like chili cheese Fritos in the morning is offensive, but it, you know what I mean? I'm comfortable. Right. But, it's the opposite. but I'm
3: also building my booty.
2: <laughs> no, this is, this is so weird. Like, I just don't understand. I guess also I think that the gym owner, whoever talked to her, like, because more than one person, oh, two people told you they were uncomfortable, so you're going to go talk to this girl?
3: Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's offensive. Mm-hmm. That's offensive. I wouldn't go to this gym.
2: If you'd told me a year ago that we'd have a real life superhero defending our community as an ally and that she was a five foot country singer, I would have told you you were crazy.
3: Crazy.
2: But not crazy for feeling so lonely. No. Crazy for crying. I'm crazy for lying. I'm crazy for loving you. Yes. I think I got the words wrong a little bit,
3: but. You were right.
2: Here we are. What's popping?
3: All right, Marin Morris is taking a stand after Candace Cameron Bure made controversial comments about whose stories she wants to tell on screen. A day after the Wall Street Journal published an interview in which uh, Candace Cameron Bure said she intends to keep traditional marriage at the core uh, of her partnership with the Great American Family Network, Marin Morris reacted. Make DJ Tanner gay again, Morris wrote Tuesday, <laughs> referring to Candace's character from Full House and its sequel series, Fuller House. In Bernstein's post, he slammed Bray and her comments, which many deemed as being against the LGBTQ community. Uh, you went decades without ever having to see an LGBTQ character on screen. Now we're in one out of five movies. This first slide of this post is read. And I'm sorry if this disturbs you sending thoughts and prayers. Not
2: thoughts and prayers. We
3: love thoughts and prayers. Uh. Um. Yeah. I mean, listen, I will say from the beginning, like I, this is very much a me personal story. I don't expect everybody to be uh, open-minded or down with uh, homosexuality. I don't need that. I've always said if there's a cake maker who doesn't want to make a cake for mine and Lisa's wedding, more power to us for going somewhere where we're wanted. Like, It doesn't offend me. It doesn't hurt me. I understand that people uh, don't agree with my lifestyle. What I don't like about Candace Cameron Bure is the fact that she doesn't like the LGBTQ community pushing our sexuality into movies, but she was in a Vons parking lot pushing and peddling Bible verses mm-hmm. for a new clothing collection she has with Walmart onto random people's cars and pushing her Christianity.
2: That part. And, and also, why wouldn't she go to a Walmart parking lot?
3: Yeah, why Vons? Like,
2: why Vons?
3: Yeah, her whole brand doesn't make sense. She's just
2: odd. I think that... Listen, my perspective is that it's not necessarily about you and me. Like, we're healthy. Of course, we all have our struggles. As a queer man, I went through it just last night talking to my mom about my sister. We, we, you go through it with your family. Like we still go through it, but we have loving, supporting partners, and we have found success and happiness in our lives. So we can, we're, we're strong enough that we don't let it, like, break us anymore. My concern is young people who watched Fuller House that just went off the air this year. Yeah. My concern is them and the message they receive from this, who, who maybe don't have supportive environments, family, friends. They're not where we are. They're where we used to be. And that worries me. And I just wish she would shut it. Like, yeah. you don't even need to say, like, why do you even need to say this? Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't prompted. It wasn't like somebody asked her. She just felt the need to share that, no, we're not going to focus on LGBT. Cool. Got it. You you don't have to be cruel. You can just, what you can say is, I'm excited to show stories of love in the holidays. Yeah. Leave it at that.
3: But I think that, you know, I, uh, when it comes to Christianity, like mm. I was raised in Catholic school, when it comes to Christianity, I don't partake in it. I don't believe in it. I'm not a Christian they're by cruel. any means.
2: There's so many of them are
3: cruel. Well, I just feel like they're... I don't even think they're cruel. I think they're really, I think they really believe their messaging. Sure. And I really don't take it personal. They really believe what they're saying is right. Well, for me though, and in my life, I love and accept everybody. I believe that's how God would want us to be. Mm -hmm. And that's the message that I'm spreading. Well, the basis
2: of every religion in the world, every major religion in the world is love. It really is supposed to be love. A lot of people and get if misled. If it's not,
3: you got to meet your maker, babe. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: That's on That's you. Not on me. I'll take my chances.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, coming up, what the health? This talk trend is saying that cherry juice helps you fall asleep. Coming from an insomniac, I can't wait to hear about it.
1: Good morning, Bee. Channel Q. Where
2: do your bad habits lead?
3: My bad habits lead to Target.
2: Oh, my God. That's so relatable. To get
3: matching pajamas for my partner, my two dogs, and myself.
2: Okay. Do you have a photo of all four of you? I have a video. No, but I didn't ask for a video. I asked for a photo. No. You can do a video. Wait. Could we put the video? Can we we get that video? Can we get it on We Are Channel Q's Instagram? Because it's so cute. Lesbians. Look
3: how happy I look.
2: Love them or leave them.
3: And you know who's even happier? Huh? I said Lisa.
2: Oh, no. That's the thing.
3: I said, Lisa, this is what I want to do now. And she said...
2: International superstar Michaela DJ Lisa Pittman, by
3: the is way. Is in matching jammies. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you know what she did? She sent me a photo this morning
5: mm-hmm.
3: of herself and our dogs in their all matching pajamas. And last night, she kissed my head and she said, thank you, I like this. <laughs> and I knew she went, bitch. Because <laughs> it's cute. It is and cute. And And we're cozy. And we're oh. a family.
2: Emil sent me a link a couple weeks ago. He's like, "Listen, we can get clothes made, custom made. There's a website now that we can get custom outfits with you and your dog, so you can all wear the same thing."
3: Gorgeous. Because we're kind
2: of tall, so we have to have like special sizes, yeah. probably. Yeah. But I'm like, come on. He does have, he does have multiple Thanksgiving outfits. And my mom but said, "It's funny." My mom's like, "You're crazy." I'm no, like,
3: it's so funny. I'm like you too. don't dress
2: your dog up, mom. She was only if it's cold outside. I'm like, okay, so. Okay. Why don't you? Just-
3: but that's the thing. Rocco and Bruno also, Bruno's so skinny now that he does get cold. He shakes. So we put his jammies on uh-huh. him. Oh, my God. Loves it. They fell sound asleep, know, stupid last, doggies. Last night,
2: Kingston, uh, if you haven't seen my dog, Kingston, go to my Instagram. Underscore AJ Gibson, and I'm sitting there holding him, and he's looking at me, and his little eyelashes are the cutest things ever.
3: The best lashes. And he
2: does really have great lashes, and um, last night, he was wearing his Gray cable knit sweater that his grandmother um Sharon got for him one time, right? And he loves it. He gets so excited when we put clothes on him. He feels like the cool, he gets energy and he gets really, really excited. Yeah, awesome. But last night he was laying behind our couch up against the window. There's like a windowsill that's like eight inches or 10 inches. And he sprawls out across there and he puts his little underside, his little belly up against the glass because it feels cool. But he wanted to wear his sweater but also stay it. cool. And I was like, you're an idiot. I love you so much, you dog. You little freaky dog. I climb in his bed sometimes in the morning. I hear that. I'm 6'5".
3: You crawl into his bed and I drag Rocco into mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then Rocco's like, get out, mom.
3: No, Rocco likes it. He waits for me to tuck him in.
2: Well, fine. Kingston says, get out, dad. Yeah. That does happen. Okay. All right. Uh, this weekend, are you having a Friendsgiving? Maybe you're having a family Thanksgiving. Woohoo! Um, and we're going to talk about Friendsgiving because I'm actually having one. You're coming over. And uh, what's the origin of this, though? Because Friendsgiving has actually turned into my favorite.
3: Oh, I know exactly where it came from. I feel like it came from the simple fact that you want to celebrate with your chosen family, but you don't always get the opportunity to. So people started calling it Friendsgiving because you'd rather just be with those people can you, than your family.
2: Can you show forgiveness to me? Because that's actually next hour. I, I a, can
3: show you Forget. I got ahead
2: of myself. This hour, though, it is what the hell? Come on. This TikTok trend is saying that cherry juice helps you to do what?
3: Oh, my God. I love it. I hope this works.
2: We'll tell you in just a minute. Stick around for it right now. It's time for news on the beat.
3: All right. Well, um, American basketball star Brittany Griner has been transferred to a penal colony in Yavas in the western Russian region of Mordovia. Her lawyer said Thursday, ending days of spe- speculation over her whereabouts, her lawyers uh, thanked everyone who has reached out in support. First, on behalf of Brittany, we would like to thank everyone who's expressed care for her. They said in a statement, we can confirm that Brittany began serving her sentence at IK2 in Mordovia. We visited her early this week. Brittany is doing as well as could be expected and trying to stay strong as she adapts to a new environment. Considering that this is a very challenging period for her, there will be no further comments from us. This is so sad. All right, another news ahead of release of Hulu's new series, Welcome to Chippendales. The streamer wants to take fans through the rise and fall of Chippendales and its embattled founder, Soman Steve Banerjee, in person. Collider can exclusively reveal that a promotional fan experience is opening up in the famed nightclub Rocco's in West Hollywood. To give a sneak peek at the series and all the bloody details that come with it, the immersive activation will open up for two nights only today and tomorrow. The event will roughly follow the full Chippendale storyline that the series will cover in depth. Guests will start off in 1979 when Banerjee first formed the company with an eye towards turning the failing club he purchased into the center of a male stripping empire. They'll then be taken through the organization's heyday, experiencing the Chippendales nightclub at the height of its success before Banerjee came crashing down thanks to shady dealings, arson, and ultimately murder. It'll be a three-room experience that encompasses everything the dance troupe and the clubs they appeared in were under Banerjee, filled with entertainment and drama with darkness lurking underneath.
2: Okay, worlds colliding. Vegas, Rocco's, West My husband was there last night. They, yeah. did, they did a preview night that he and I were invited to uh, as content creator. Right, uh, I was like, it's at ten o'clock. I'm too. It's too I late. Know. I'm going Same. to bed. So he went last night.
3: I was supposed to go, but yeah. it was. Uh, it, it was at eight o'clock. It was when my friend invited me, and I was like, oh, I mm, no.
2: Wasn't our friend James Vaughn a Chippendales dancer? he? Was and he? He's a singer, and he was in the Chippendales show.
3: Maybe. Yeah. That's hot. Vegas. All right, let's get into that. It's going to be a high of 76 in Cathedral City, 72 in LA, 26 in Denver, 78 in Miami, 31 in Chicago, and 46 in Boston. 26
2: in Denver. Also, the uh, Pacific North, or not Pacific Northwest, the Northeast is getting hit hard. Buffalo, New York expected to get four feet of snow today. They're calling it life-threatening. Four feet. Weather's wild. Wild. Stay safe. Uh, here's a vibe for you. One day or day one, you decide.
3: You decide, Chase your dreams. Okay, amen. Coming up in What the Health, this TikTok trend is saying that cherry juice can help with what? You're not going to want to miss it. It's for you. Next.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight
5: we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobilecom network today.
4: Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at TMobile.com.
1: The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q.
2: Welcome back to the show it's time for. I believe we're doing What the Health right now, Vanessa. Is that what's happening? Oh, well, there it is. I love it. What the hell? TikTok. It's wild. I was with my cousin's daughter. I remember they came into town last year from uh, Oklahoma, and she's eight. And she said this very specific fact to me. And she said, it's true. And her mom looked at her, she goes, honey, I don't think that's accurate as we're drinking our wine. And she goes, no, it is. I saw it on TikTok. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, that's very much not true. Whatever it was, it was very problematic. Yes. However, this new trend could be true. And to help us get to the bottom of it is Frank Greenway, who's the medical director and professor at Pennington Biomedical Research Center. Frank, thank you so much for joining us. How are you?
5: I'm fine. Thank you.
2: Well, there's this trend on TikTok right now that says cherry juice helps you fall asleep. Is that actually true?
5: Well, yeah, it is true. It was a small study, but we um, had people drink two glasses of cherry juice, uh, one in the morning, one in the evening, for uh, a couple of weeks. And then we did a sleep study before and and after. And then we did it again with a placebo, meaning it was tasted like cherry juice and it looked like it, but it really wasn't. And uh, we found that the cherry juice uh, helped the people with insomnia to sleep an hour and a half longer. This is
3: so exciting because I have a very difficult time sleeping. Most nights I have to take Tylenol PM because we have to go to bed really early. We wake up really early. So this feels like a really natural way of being able to fall asleep sooner and longer.
5: Yeah, it uh, turns out that the cherry juice has uh, some things that make it purple. And the purple things... uh, are called flavonoids and anthocyanins and they inhibit an enzyme that breaks down tryptophan which is a precursor for serotonin and serotonin is one of the things that helps people sleep so by decreasing the breakdown of serotonin of of tryptophan you can make more serotonin and then tend to sleep better naturally so that it doesn't make people uh drowsy and, and goofy, uh, so that if they have to get up at night to go to the bathroom, there isn't the concern about falling as there is with some of the uh, prescription medications, which do oftentimes make people feel... No, that's,
2: that's very real. You, I can't take an Ambien or a Xanax or any of those things because I am, I am just dead to the world for eight to 10 hours. But this is a healthy, natural way to increase... The tryptophan, which is interesting because Thanksgiving's right around the corner, and we always hear that tryptophan is in turkeys, yes. and, and that's why people get so sluggish then you get after. To sweep. Is that accurate?
5: Well, I think they you know tryptophan's a amino acid, and it, it's in turkey meat as well as a lot of other things. Uh, I think that probably the reason that you get sleepy is that you overeat at
2: Thanksgiving. (laughs) Well, that's also probably true. Yeah, that's fair. Well, we also hear that tart cherry juice uh, can reduce inflammation, relieve joint pain, uh, can help your skin quality, and support the immune system. So would your recommendation be that we try it out, that we start drinking two glasses of cherry juice a day and see how it goes?
5: Yeah, well, if you're having problems with your sleep... uh, and you're right, it it does also, by inhibiting those same enzymes, it decreases inflammation. So, people who have these aches and pains often have an increased level of generalized inflammation. Wow. So, it's, uh, it's a safe and thing to do, and uh, I think it would be a reasonable thing to try. if It doesn't help you. It, you know, you can do something else, but you know, at least it isn't going to hurt you. It's It's not going to hurt
2: you. And listen, it's delicious. I love cherry juice.
3: Frank, we are so grateful that you joined us to tell us about this natural way of falling asleep. Frank Greenway, medical director and professor at Pennington Biomedical Research Center. Have a wonderful holiday season.
5: Thank you. You too. Thank you.
3: Bye. Okay. Do you ever know if you're the problem? Uh, People are sharing their, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. Am I the problem? Am I the drop? Am I the drop?
5: I can't we'll be the
3: Am see, I? Am I? It's me.
1: Hi. I'm the It's me. And tea. Time.
2: Okay, so pretty iconic lyric, actually. Taylor Swift. She's a great songwriter.
3: It was so good.
2: Did you have to get rid of the entire song, Vanessa? We could have like nice and quiet. Yeah, she quiet, was like, like, and that's enough. You just you just downloaded four seconds of it for us? Fantastic.
3: Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> but
2: Taylor Swift has social media asking the question... Am I the problem, right? And <laughs> some people are more aware than others, uh, but some of these are really interesting, and they're sharing their uh, their stories on Reddit. One person says about the time that time that I cheated. It's not an excuse, and I should have just left him. But it is what it is. I take full responsibility for the failure of that marriage.
3: Okay, oh, you, oh. Were, you were the problem. You were the problem. And you say,
2: have you ever? Have you ever? had a moment where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a problem.
3: Yeah, yesterday, last night.
5: <laughs> Wait, what happened? all the
3: time. Okay, so <clears throat> Lisa and I have been in couples therapy for like a year and a half, individual therapy, year and a half, and we've just come such a long way. That's my homie, my best friend, my lover, my blah, 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 my wife, everything. But um, Lisa has found that it hasn't always been easy for her to tell me when she has an issue with something because I get... Um, like I don't hear it as well as I should Um, and so she's like I don't want to make her mad so I'm just not going to say anything so we've come from this place and so she like is very vocal now with how she feels I answer it very lovingly we're working through it but yesterday she brought up something that she was like um, that she didn't like and I caught myself being like well and then I was like actually sorry let me hear that process it okay and then I'd be like okay, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I hear this and let me work on it. And then she was like, cool. And then we did our handshake and we moved on. But I haven't always been the easiest person to talk to. And I'm the problem. It's me. Oh
2: my gosh. Same. My Listen, you want to know why I married my husband? Because he like forced me to grow up. He forced me to be more kind and more patient and to show some more grace and to communicate better. I thought I had it all figured out. And I'm still a work in progress. We all are, right? Yeah. But I thought I had it all figured out because I used to only date very broken people. So by comparison, I felt like I had my stuff together. Yes. Like, I can help you. I love helping broken birds. It's my it's my jam. And I thought when I met him, I'm like, oh, he's 10 years younger than me or nine and a half, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, this will be easy. I can just be in charge of this. And at first I was. And then... A few years into the relationship, he really started to find his voice and that caused some friction for a while. Yeah. And he finally, at one point, I was like, you're just so different. You used to be so much more nicer. He's like, no, I just agreed with everything you said. I was young. Now I share with you how I feel because I care and you can't accept it. And I'm like, oh, I'm the problem. It's me. Mm -hmm. I'm the Mm -hmm. one. Uh, and, And one person shared a sentiment that's very similar. When I realized that they never felt comfortable coming to me with their problems, that's when you realize you're the problem. Yeah. If your partner can't talk to you, that's not necessarily their issue. You might be so overbearing that you're not creating space for them to feel safe. How about this one? This one really, this one kind of broke my heart. When I thought about our breakup more and I realized I screwed up letting him go, I was way too picky and I was going to let go of a good thing because I decided it wasn't exactly what I imagined and that great just wasn't good enough for me. Because of that, I hurt somebody I really cared about. What you imagined? Yes, we have these expectations.
3: The what, expectations are the worst. What a
2: relationship should be, and and at any given moment, I've been there too. I'm like, this isn't what I this isn't what I signed up for. I'm done. I'm out. Have you ever gotten so mad at your partner, you're like, I can't stand them. I want to never see them ever again. And then eight minutes later, you're like, okay, they're kind of cute. I kind of miss them. Totally. Isn't that weird?
3: Yes, and also like you really have to understand. And this was something that I had to come into my own with. No relationship is the same. Mm. Don't compare your relationship to your friend's relationship. Also, everyone is really, for the most part, sharing a highlight reel of their relationship.
2: Yes.
3: Yesterday, me and Lisa were in pajamas with our dogs, all matching from Target. But also, we had to deal with some serious stuff earlier in the day with like family drama. Yeah. You only saw yesterday us in Christmas pajamas, They're so cute
2: and happy. Yeah. And, like, it, and that is the thing; it makes it difficult. I genuinely, for many, many years, asked myself the question in every relationship for two decades what actually is a relationship? What does a marriage... It's why it took me until my 40s to get married. Like, what actually is a, a healthy marriage? Because I don't know that I've ever seen one necessarily. Yeah. Right? My parents are great, whatever. But like, I would never want the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just not for me. And asking, like, how how realistic is this happiness that we see in TV and film, in these love stories? that I grew All the Julia Roberts movies I grew up watching. How realistic is any of that? Right? Because I don't think a lot of people... And this is what's good about social media. We're finally starting to see glimpses, but also we're seeing the highlight reels, like you said. And the question of like, when do I know if this is the one? When do I actually know if this is enough for me, right? And 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 am I just self-sabotaging because I keep doubting it forever? Or is it okay to settle in and be like, this isn't perfect every single day, but... I trust this person and I love them. Yeah. And that's enough. It's got to be enough. A, that's a hard place to get to.
3: Yeah, it is. Not
2: easy for everyone. This last one somebody shared hits really, really deep for me. The silent treatment was strong on my end. I do that. Ooh, I do the silent. And I've, I've been working on it. I've been working on shortening the, like, sometimes I would do silent treatment for like hours.
3: Oh, no. And I,
2: because I'm just like, I can't right now. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, right, You're, right, right. And, and I'm get the, the time period is shorter. Now, and if within a few minutes, I can walk back up to him and say, I'm sorry. I don't care what we're arguing about. I love you. Let's yeah. just focus on that.
3: Yeah. Silent treatment's tough. I was raised with the silent treatment. So was I. So I, I don't do it. Thankfully, yeah. I do other toxic things. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Oh, there she's back. Look. I'm the problem. It's, it's me. me. It's me. All
2: right. So I say the name Destiny's Child to you. The first thing that pops in your mind is? Beyonce. Beyonce. Everybody. Everybody on the planet. If you if you pulled eight billion people on the planet, yeah, probably about seven point nine 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 billion of them would say Beyonce.
3: One million percent, right?
2: Um, but there were two other members of that iconic group, and one of them is is, is kind of clapping back a little bit. It's and I love it. I do too because I love her. What it's it's our what's popping? What do you have for us?
3: Okay, well, believe it or not, Kelly Rowland knows how big of a star Beyonce is, and she knows that they used to be in a group together. Surprise! Wow. She's pretty aware. Um, So she was doing an interview um, and on Hot 97 and it was brought up a kind of a comparison as to Kelly Rowland and Beyonce and she shut it down quick, honey. Take a listen.
4: Mm-hmm. You happen to be standing
0: next
2: to the brightest light on planet Earth. Like you think Big Boy from OutKast has it tough being next to Andre. You're with Beyonce and not only did you not like fight it, it seems like you really loved the position that you were in and took it seriously
0: and
4: here's here's the thing light attracts light Mm. i am light Mm. so Mm. i am a beautiful brown shining light so i don't think anybody's light dims anyone else's Mm. i think that when other people start to compare you I think that that's when it shows how dim they are of themselves. Mm. So I don't take somebody else trying to dim my light anymore for anybody else. I love B. I know that she's a light, but I know that I'm a light too. Yeah.
3: Come on. Oh my God, if that wasn't the greatest response (laughs) in the entire world. And you know, it's just so rude how we pit people against each other. And even with Solange, Kelly even acknowledged Solange, saying Mm. that she was also a big star not standing underneath Beyonce's light.
2: Yeah. And And Michelle Williams gets dragged. She's a huge huge voice in the gospel world. She's so successful. Yeah,
3: there's just no reason to compare. And I think that we used to compare women all the time. And I, I think that we're... Desperately trying to get out of that, so that each woman can shine.
2: This guy was the co-host on his show. Yeah. So I don't even think he was trying to necessarily compare, but he was, and wasn't even aware of it. Yeah. As as a man, I think it's just a common question. You. Yeah. I
3: think he thought he was doing just fine, and I I think he didn't realize until she so eloquently said,
2: "We're both lights." She goes on to say a little bit past that. She's like, "But, but, but she's the one of the biggest superstars in the world, and you're standing next to her." She goes. But she was also standing next to one of the biggest stars in the world. Me. Me. Yeah. And she's dead serious. Hello. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep, got it. Got it.
3: Thank you. Love so you. So I,
2: I love that answer.
3: I love that answer too. And Marseille
2: Martin is sitting right next to her the whole time from uh, Blackish, who is just another icon, and she's a superstar in her own right. And she's just sitting there, like kind of like snapping, like, "Okay, girl."
3: Yeah, because it was incredible. Yeah. All right, coming up on our final hour this weekend is Friendsgiving weekend before our family Thanksgiving, but we're going to talk the importance of Friendsgiving and the origin. Coming up next.
1: Good Morning Beat, Channel Q.
2: All right, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving, which is an opportunity uh, for my favorite holiday, Friendsgiving. I love Friendsgiving.
3: I love it. I didn't
2: really understand it. I used to hate the term. I used to say, no, this is just Thanksgiving with our friends, you guys. It's still Thanksgiving. And our friends would always say, no, it's Friendsgiving. Thanksgiving is with your family. There's a lot of headaches. Friendsgiving is fun. It's lighthearted. There's lots of wine. There might be karaoke. By the way, there will be tomorrow night, Michaela, get ready.
3: Can't wait, baby. But
2: um everything you need to know about this fir- uh, friends first holiday tradition and 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 what actually is it? It's a mashup obviously of friends and giving and Thanksgiving, uh, but it's an, it's a way of spending an evening enjoying the holiday classics with the people you actually choose, right? Not the people you're forced to be with. Yeah. And I think that the reason oftentimes people do it like maybe the weekend before Thanksgiving, or a couple nights before, whatever, or the weekend after, is because Thanksgiving's a lot because we're a lot of families expect you to be there every year. They expect the people to bring the same dish. Totally. You have to bring the corn souffle or that's it. There's no option. Yeah. I remember my mom a few years ago said, reached out and she was like, gosh, my mother-in-law, assigned, like, the dishes. Yeah. And she's like, she won't let me bring anything different. Every year I have to bring the broccoli casserole, which is fine, but I asked if I could bring something else as well, and she said no. I'm like, that is so weird to me. Families get weird about yeah. Families,
3: Look, I love Friendsgiving. I feel like I was around when Friendsgiving started becoming a thing. In the
2: last, like, 10, 15 years, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I just love Friendsgiving. I'm very, very much somebody who thinks of my friends as family. I've been living alone in LA since I was 16 years old. I've been with my friends longer than I've been with my family mm. here in Los Angeles. And so I used to always feel so torn wanting to spend the holidays with the my chosen people mm-hmm. and having to go home where I'm not understood, where I'm not really respected, where they kind of treat me like a joke. Yep. And it never felt good, particularly for Thanksgiving. Because you want to be grateful. You want to be thankful. Yeah, but how can you be? But you're like miserable sitting yes. there. <clears throat> and
2: Friendsgiving, you surround yourself with people you're who just are so like, happy. They lift you up. They encourage you. They tell you how fantastic you are. And we don't know the actual origin. A lot of people think Friendsgiving came from the TV show Friends. When they, the six of them would get together in Monica's apartment. And oh, the, wow. And in the very first season, 1994, they established this Thanksgiving episode. They have it every season, right? Remember the one with, like, Ross had the turkey on his head? Iconic, yes. right? But they never actually said the word Friendsgiving on the show. People just started calling it Friendsgiving. Love. So it, it could be from there. And at the end of that episode, they cheers to a lousy Christmas and a crappy New Year. <laughs>
3: oh, that's so funny. <laughs>
2: because, like, it, it's real. The holidays, we sort of romanticize the holidays and sometimes they're magical parts of them can be great but my favorite memories recently are all of my friends during the holidays yeah same. i'll have like a couple friends come over to decorate the tree with me or i'll have a couple friends we'll go see a holiday movie together or have a holiday movie night those sorts of things i love and there's no there's no baggage like family is tough
3: It's really tough. And, you know, even if you have a great family, you have to consider, for example, uh, Lisa's sister. She lost her husband last Mm. Christmas. So even if you do have a big family, people are still dealing with their own things. You're looking
2: at the empty seat. Who used to be there? Exactly. Grandma and grandpa aren't here anymore. Exactly. It can be heartbreaking. Um, and we
3: just say that to, uh, like, acknowledge how everybody yeah. feels. And if you don't have a great group of friends, listen, you can go to the, uh, you can go to IHOP, you can go anywhere. <laughs> right. Literally. And we'll be treated so kind. Yes. I'm sure. You
2: can find, yeah, you can find you can love find somewhere.
3: love anywhere.
2: It's interesting, too, because I've had to learn to be less like my family at Thanksgiving and be a little bit more nimble. And so when everybody's been asking, what can I bring? That's the question everybody asks. What can I bring? What did I say to you? Vodka's fine.
3: Vodka. <laughs> like, I'm bringing alcohol.
2: But like people are baking dishes and my response to everyone is because there's a handful of people that want to bring a dish that maybe their family has that's traditional for them. Yeah. And I want that. I want everybody to experience that. So my answer is if there's a dish that's important to you that makes you feel loved or makes you feel festive during the holidays, absolutely feel free to bring that. These are the things I'm making, but there's, never, there's, there's always room for more. If you don't want to bring that, bring a couple bottles of wine or bring some alcohol. And if you don't want to bring that, that's okay too. Just bring yourself.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So
2: these are the options. Family's not quite like it. Family, like they dictate. They tell you what you need to. Like it's it's a lot sometimes. Definitely. Friendsgiving, not so much.
3: Not so much. We love it and we appreciate it.
1: Tell me something good.
2: I can't believe it's that time of the show already, but here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Tell Me Something Good.
3: Let's go, baby.
2: How about this? Would you ride a super yacht, or a terra yacht as it's called, in the shape of a turtle? I would. Okay, well, I would. In, in a time of economic crisis, what could be more uh, fancy than a super yacht and more out of touch with what's going on with the world? Uh, it's called a terra yacht. It's a name given to vessels even bigger than super, mega, or giga yachts. The latest luxury boats to hit the market. Uh, they're named after Pangea, which is what the Earth used to be when all of the continents were together as one. Um, it's Listen, these things are—it's it's like a floating city. Yeah. There are houses inside the yacht. And the idea is that this could be an option in the future they'll have space for hotels, shopping malls, parks, even ports for smaller ships and aircraft to get guests there. Now, it's very very fancy. This is a very like this is a prototype. And if this were the future though, someday if the whole ocean, like if all the ice caps melt and everything, like we have to live in the ocean, it's an option. It's now, an option. I watched Waterworld, it was terrible. Yeah. I hope that we can advance beyond that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So,
2: fun, interesting, updated story. Okay. If you've got a lot of money or if you just are a really good swimmer.
3: This is for you. Swim on
2: out to this mega yacht.
3: Okay, this story is amazing because it involves Lizzo, who we love. Uh, Lizzo heard that one honoree on this year's Out 100 list, Arielle Marie, encountered a problem in advance of Out's gala held in New York City. They needed an outfit. So she gifted Arielle... With a beautiful gown, and Arielle looked gorgeous. Um, And Arielle said, I'm in a little dress that was sent to me by everyone's favorite singer, Lizzo, and I'm with my good friends. Wait, I interviewed Lizzo. She felt beautiful. I
2: interviewed Lizzo in this dress. She worked the 2019 American Music Awards. Oh my god.
3: Yes. I love it. Yes. Well, she took her gorgeous dress and gifted it to Arielle. So Ariel had a time, and I, I just love it so much. That's so sweet. It's
2: the big pink frilly one that's all flowy and has toll everywhere. And you remember the she, that year she took that little purse with her that's like an inch, yes. like a teeny and tiny little like two
3: Yeah. I love this so much. Oh, I can't cool. say how many times a few of my girlfriends and I we have this thing where we'll one will buy a dress, knowing that we'll. I'll borrow it Mm. and then we trade. We swap. I do it a lot with Pia Toscano. We like trade dresses. Mm. You'll see it on her and then you'll see it on me because they're expensive. Yeah, I
2: try to do the same but I'm 6'5 and a half so nobody shares anything with me other than my new boots. Yeah, no, we're 5'2
3: Italian girls. My husband
2: made a joke last night. He was going to an event and I was going to bed and he's like, uh, and he was opening up my new boots. I haven't worn them yet and he's like, uh, I was like and I knew exactly what he was doing and I said, do you want to wear them? He's like, place. Yeah, right. I would never. Yeah, I was like, oh, you can if you want to.
3: Aww. I wanted him to think I was
2: being sweet. If he, if you would have warned them before me, him. I would have killed him.
3: Murdered him. <laughs> Alright, well, as always, thank you so much for listening to our show. It's Friday. We're headed into the weekend. We're so excited. Please take care if you're having Friendsgiving. Enjoy yourself. If you're just hanging in, getting cozy, that's a vibe, too. Uh, We have a great show for you next week. Have a good weekend. Bye.